0: Before we go into any kind of lesson, you guys have got to make some noise for this band. I mean, they get here so early. They're so committed to, you know, getting here early and putting on um, practice for you guys. So can you guys please make some noise for the band? Thank you for all of them. we, We love you guys, and we're glad that you're here. I also got two other people I have to recognize tonight that have decided to join us, and I got to tell you, these two people have probably been... My biggest inspiration and motivation probably over the last year and you know like whenever I have a question about scripture or anything like that I go to these people I don't even go to my dad who is a pastor I go to them first and they just light me up with facts about God and so they're in the back of the room and I don't know if we can get some light on them but can y'all make some noise for doctor and pastor Glenn Griffin and Dr. Shirley Griffin they're back there Oh man, they are, they are the wisest people I know. I love you guys. I'm so appreciative of you. Um. And so real quickly, before we dive into my lesson, I kind of want to play a little catch-up for you guys, Um, for those of you who might not have been here or maybe missed a week. And so two weeks ago, Caleb started us off in this He Is series, and we've been talking about the characteristics of Jesus. And so Caleb started us off week one talking about how if we follow him, we truly find life. And he did a phenomenal job. And then that carried over to last week when big cutie Ben over there killed it. And he talked about how God was and is our provider. He provides for us in times of need. And so tonight we're going to switch gears a little bit. And uh, I got to be honest, I think that my topic for tonight might be one that isn't really talked a lot about. Um, If I was to ask everybody in here who Jesus is, I don't think anybody would say what the topic is for tonight. And so the topic for tonight is the subject of Jesus is our gate. And so in, um, I want to start off uh, my time with you guys by talking about a movie that came out a couple years ago. And so in 2001, there was a movie that came out called Troy, and it was actually based on the Greek myth about the Trojan War, which if you guys have heard anything about it in school, which I think most of you probably have, and if you haven't, it's awesome, Um, but it's like this huge war that goes down and it's between two groups of people. And so we have the group of Sparta and we have the city of Troy. And so there's uh, really like two things you need to know about these these two sets of people is that Sparta had the people. If you were to look at numbers by warrior numbers, they're much bigger. They're easily going to win. But there's one thing that Troy had that the Spartans didn't, and that was they had walls. They had a huge wall. And so I was trying to like figure out like, an illustration like I could bring up here for you guys, but literally, the only way I could think about like explaining it was just through words. I couldn't come up with an illustration because I'm not that bright. And so, um, literally, I looked it up on Google because Google is so reliable, and I found out that the walls were 15 foot thick at the base of the brick. So, if you can imagine a 15 foot thick base of a brick, then uh, it's really thick, like you wouldn't want to mess with that. And then they rose up to more than 50 feet tall. And along with that, they had towers for people to watch to see if somebody was coming to um, invade them. So they had land, they had walls. And so because of that, they were always being attacked. And I got to tell you, I could preach on that um, for the fact that if you have something valuable, you better be ready for people to come attack you. But I'm not going to talk about that tonight. So if you have your Bibles, go to Matthew 7. We're going to start in verse 13. And it says, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and the gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. And so my goal for tonight is to take this passage of scripture and show you three things about the gate. And so if you're taking notes, this is point number one. It says, God is more than my defense system. And so way back in the days of, you know, Troy and even way back in the early uh, days of the Bible, the city gate was not just for defense. It's not just, you know, to keep people out and keep people in. It was actually, they had business exchanges that went on here. They had courts that met. They had, um, like, announcements would be made. And even if we go, um, I didn't really dig into this, um, but if we go back to the book of Ruth, there um, is a guy by the name of Boaz, which, just an FYI, that's also my car's name. So it's a pretty awesome name. And Um, Boaz is known as the Kingsman redeemer. And so if you want to know more about that, I can talk to you about that afterwards or poppy can or Caleb can, or somebody can, but, um, what happens in the story of Ruth is Boaz goes to the city gate to negotiate with this other guy, uh, about this land. And then he ends up getting the land and he ends up marrying Ruth. And so it's kind of like a really cool story. Um, but I think a lot of us think of when we come through Jesus, you know, we come to accept Christ. We, we, we want to be in the kingdom of God and we go through Jesus. We just put Jesus in our back pocket. I really do. Jesus, honestly, guys, he's not just some guy you pull out when, you know, you're just feeling excluded at school. He's not some guy when you're going through anxiety about something. He's not some just guy that you just pull out whenever, you know, something's going Wrong, he is, he does help you in those things, but he also says things you know, like come to me when you're weary, come to me when you wanna find peace, come to me you know, if you really wanna know what love is, like I, I shed it for you on the cross. And so I think a lot of times we, we tend to just you know, put God in this category and even Jesus in this category of like, only if I'm in trouble can I go to him. No, no, Jesus wants to talk to you every day. He wants to you know, uh, have a relationship with you. He wants to be there for you. He wants to have your back. And so that uh, is point one. Point number two, the gate is dependent upon its walls and its foundation. And that's a big one for me. Um, But it's important to ask ourselves, what are we building on? What are you building your life on? Are you building it on prayer? Are you building it on quiet time? Are you building it on Christian friendships? Or are you building it on partying? Are you building it on popularity? Um, what, What are you building on? And then, with that, you also need to ask, what are you building around, right? So we've all heard the story about the, uh, actually it's a few verses after 13 and 14, but it talks about, you know, the, the foolish man builds on the sand and, the, you know, the winds come and the rivers rose and his house falls with a bang. But then you got the wise man who builds on the rock and the winds come and the rivers roar and his house withstands the storm. And so, um, you gotta ask yourself, what are you building on and what are you building around? And personally for me, I gotta, um, when, before I was going to Liberty, I was hanging out with a group of people that really, they were nice guys. I hung out with them a lot. I really had a good time with them, but they weren't going the same direction that I was. And so I had to really drop them, and I had to say, yeah, I mean, like, if I'm in town, like, I'll, I'll go over there and hang out with them, but I had to set my standards, and then it just kind of, like, disintegrated from there. Like I said, you know, I don't even really want to hang out with these guys. I don't want the same things they want. I don't have the same goals that they have, and so I really encourage some of you guys to really think about your friendships. That's why me and Caleb have, and Ben have constantly been grilling all you guys about getting to know each other a lot more, is because you need to be building around each other, and so... Um, you need to make sure you're, you need to make sure that what you're building around is strong. And so, um, I had a question that really obviously is, popped in my mind as I'm going through this. And I said, "What good is a gate if it doesn't have sturdy walls to keep it up?" And I was actually watching the uh, movie Troy. It came on the other night on TV, and so I was watching it, and I uh, started watching a lot of the battle scenes, and I noticed that. Sparta never went directly at the gate. It always went for the wall because if you can get the wall, you can get everything else. And they were smarter than uh, just going straight at the gate because they knew they wouldn't get in if you hit the gate straight on. And I got to tell you guys, the devil is the exact same way. He knows that if he, if he can't hit you directly, if he can't just come at you and tell you you know about your past, and he's going to go through your friends, he's going to go through other influences. He, he will find a way to try to get you out of, you know, the gate. He'll try to get you outside of God. He'll try to get you to think uh, ungodly thoughts and, and then um, all sorts of stuff like that. And so you need to make sure that what you're building on is firm and what you're building around is firm as well. And so point number three um, for tonight is that we all got gates. We all have gates that we set for ourselves. Um, and the reason that Troy back in the movie seemed unstoppable was because that there was one way in and there's one way out. The gate kept people in, it kept people out. And so you can't just, you couldn't just sneak in. You, you couldn't just, you know, come through a back entryway. You couldn't come through like a fire exit or something like, that. there's no way you can do that. And so um, if we go back to verse 13, it says that the only way to heaven is through the narrow gate. And it's, it's really simple. It's putting out there for you guys. There's only one way you get into the kingdom of heaven. There's only one way you get up there with God, and that is through Jesus Christ. And um, when I'm looking at the different kinds of like uh, gates, because I was really curious, actually, and so I started Googling like gates and what are they made out of, because like I said, I want to do an illustration for you guys, but I don't have money, so... Um, I started looking around and I found out that gates obviously can be made of different things, wood, iron, brass, even somebody said like PVC pipe, which I've never seen that, but I'm sure it's awesome. And so I'm looking around and there's, you know, there's different kind of gates and there's different kinds of walls and, and we do the same thing in our own lives. Like we literally put up gates, some of us put up gates of success. We think that if we can get that grade or that girl or that guy, that you know we're gonna feel accomplished, we're gonna be happy. And some of us put up uh, gates of validation as well. Um, the sports world is filled with people who put up gates of validation. They just want their dad to say, good job, son, or they just want their relatives to say, hey, you've done a great job. And we all set up gates. I mean, literally some of us even set up gates of failure. I was thinking about this and some of us set up gates of failure. We think to ourselves, well, if I don't achieve this, then they won't expect much out of me and that's a big one for me, um, and so we, I want you to understand that, you know, when, when Jesus was up on that cross for you guys, it, it might have looked like he was defeated. It, it might have looked like Satan had him. It might have looked like hell was about to start throwing a party, but really, I want you guys to see that when Jesus was up on that cross, he was really the gateway for me and you, and so me and Caleb were actually talking about this the other day. We were going through my lesson in uh, Caleb has like these huge like commentaries or something and so we started looking through them and uh one of the books gave an example of uh like a why like a why not not the word the letter a why and so me and Caleb were kind of digging into this and um the why represents the two choices you can once you come through Jesus Christ you can either go the broad path or the narrow path and there's two roads that have two destinations with two eternities. And honestly, like one leads to destruction, which when me and Caleb looked at the we read the commentary and we looked at destruction, it was very shocking. And like literally it was very graphic too. Like we both were like, oh that doesn't sound too fun, you know, destruction. And and so it was it was very eye opening for me. And so I wanted to just uh end tonight. Um I want Brandon to come on up. I want him to just kinda um strum some music for you guys but I really want to just close this time tonight with some prayer because I feel like me, maybe other people in here, maybe you guys are on the broad path tonight. And, you know, maybe you guys are like, Hey, I need to get off this path. I need to get on this narrow path. And, um, God does say in the Bible, it says the narrow path is difficult. It's going to be difficult guys. Like you're going to be attacked when you come through Jesus and become a believer. Um, and so I just wanted to close tonight with some prayer. I want you guys to, you know, really dig deep and really evaluate your lives. I don't want you to, like, be, you know, praying, like, for my grandmother's in the hospital. I mean, yeah, you can do that if you want, but I want you to really evaluate yourself. Think about what you're doing with your life. What are you building your life on? What what, are you, what gates are you putting up? Um, and so Brandon's just going to strum on the guitar for a little bit, and we will, um, eventually we'll go into a song, but I just want to spend a couple of minutes just with you guys in prayer. Um, And then Brandon will take over for me from here, but I'll pray. And then you guys can go into your moments of prayer and um, we'll go from there. Uh, Dear heavenly father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for these kids. I thank you for the breath that you're giving us all right now, Lord. I thank you for being the true gateway to the kingdom of God. When you were on that cross for us, God, please help us to be disciplined and, and have confidence that you died for us, Lord. Help us to be able to go against the grain, set up our gates um, with prayer, Christian friends. Help us to be bold in our schools and in our lives. and um, Help us just to be willing to live for you because you died for us. And I ask all these things in your most holy and precious name. Amen.